Hello, Susan. Hello, Meg. I was about to go, how are you? And I always find it really funny when we've just spent four hours together. Go, Let's record a pod. How are you? And just pretend that we've just started chatting yes, now. <laughs> Sometimes we have just started chatting. Not today. Not today. So I'm good. <laughs> that and is good. I'm very well. Excellent. What is the best thing that you've eaten this week? Oh, the best thing I've eaten this week. Actually, I made last night a shoulder of lamb. Oh, yum. I know. Nice, With nice, lemon nice. and garlic and I actually did it in the pressure cooker during the day while I was using my solar power. <laughs> Loving it. Obsessed. <laughs> Um, yeah, but a really like just fall apart nice. lamb shoulder and we just did like flatbread and Greek yogurt and tomato and cucumber and avocado. Mm, yummy. And, yeah. Yum, yum, it was yum. the best. That yes, sounds absolutely very delicious. delicious. So I can't even think. I can't even think of what we've eaten. Really? I know I've cooked a lot this week. Yeah. Because it's back to normal. Back to life. Back to life. Back I made the chicken shawarma, the um, mespionates. That was really yummy. Like but you know what? The thing's actually popping in my mind. Um, it's just a really good apple. Oh, <laughs> really? Well, it was this morning, actually. I think that's probably why I'm remembering. So we had a really early soccer game and um, we only had two up and goes. And so I gave them to the kids. And so there was nothing for me to have. And I had slept in and I prioritized coffee. Yeah. Um, so I just grabbed an apple. Um, it was good. It was so good. It was, it was. I think Royal Gala. Ooh. And it was just sweet and crispy and oh, yummy. Delicious. And it was not enough. And I was actually, you know, sometimes you eat an apple and you're hungrier. Oh, yeah. Afterwards, the I don't understand that. Tummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your tummy. I yeah. tell you, that is, I always saw that was like, I was like, oh, no, apples make me burp or they make me feel weird. But if I have them with cheese, if I have oh. crumbly, some crumbly cheddar yeah. and, and oh, alongside, I think it's a bit of a Northern English Yorkshire. Yeah. Oh, my like, grandparents always did cheese yeah. and apple. Yeah. yeah. But then it doesn't happen. Oh, so that's my there tip you go. for you. Okay, add cheese. Yeah. <laughs> that's always fine with me. Always. Always Actually, fine with um, me. came home this morning from dog walking to find one of my kids had tried to make oh, a bloody TikTok recipe. <laughs> Apple crumble in the microwave. Oh. It didn't work. No. I mean, it smelled it lovely. crispy. No. I know. It's not going to oh, get no. crispy. There's well, the no person, Maillard reaction no, happening. No, the person on the TikTok used a toaster oven, so I don't know why oh, she thought she was using a microwave. That's different to a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> because she's a teenager. It's fine. Oh, not even. It was the 12-year-old. Oh, that's so, right. Right. Honest. So, yeah. Anyway. Probably tasted all right. Oh, it smelled good. Yeah. It smelled awesome. oaty and yeah. buttery and sugary and apple so, yeah, you know, nice. I was like, just chuck some custard I in I actually, there. one of the other good things I had this week is we um, had – apple crumble on Monday night. My kids made apple crumble last day of school holidays um, and I had the leftovers for breakfast the oh, next day yeah, and that was my... like perfect. Yes, <laughs> it was so yes, yes. good. Such a good breakfast. I know. It's like apple muesli. Yeah, I, yeah, I like apple muesli, yeah. I made a batch of the Meg's oh, muesli. Yeah. We should probably chuck our recipe book link yes, in we there. will. Because that muesli is so good. How did you make it apple? You just do no, dried no, apples? No, no, that just made me feel. Oh. Uh, but yes, but that, I have done that and they they roast really, they really dry out really, really quickly. Nicely. Yeah, nicely, um, but they can burn quite quickly. Yes, so you've got to be a bit careful. Yeah. But that's not actually what we're talking about today. No, it's not. Today we thought we would actually probably do something we maybe should have done. Dive deep. Like right at the beginning. Deep and deep. go, yeah, back to our actual own, a bit more personal, get a bit more personal um, <laughs> about our own, I guess, sort of meanderings um, and trying to and navigating our own course through 
diet culture diet as culture, we exactly. grew up. Um, some missteps definitely and yeah. some things along the way. Hey, look, I will give us a little get off the hook because <laughs> I think it's something that we're encouraged to not do as health professionals, like when we're working one-on-one with people. Um, it's not about us. There shouldn't be too much of our own yeah, stuff in the room. Definitely not in the room so, with one-on-one, that's true. Yeah, but I do think as far as like podcasting goes and in relation to our course perhaps where mm. we're working with people but at a bit of a distance yeah there is I think there's something about knowing who it is you're working with that can be mm. reassuring yeah I suppose for sure and I yeah. think that's a good idea um so what we maybe what we didn't actually talk about this maybe what we could do is almost sort of each other yeah like what we might do in a session like my first question when someone walks in is often as far back as you think is relevant, um, basically tell me all like the moving parts of what's brought you here today. Yeah. But maybe we can be as far back as relevant. Tell me about your journey your, to yes. being like firmly rooted in non-diet relationship with your body and food. Right. Okay. With all the missteps along the way. Yes. Okay. Because sometimes you need those to get where you're I going. I do think so. I've and it's. I think the process of supervision and just a reflect, reflective practice probably has meant that both of us have reflected on this a bit. But I'll go. Mm, cool. I'll yep. go. So I'm a bit older than you, so I'm 51 at the moment, and that means that my teenage years were in the 80s. So um, I probably have some, like, a few different hmm. fad diets that were around um were you in a dieting family no actually that was probably really protective um my if I look at my family my dad's side were really um my nan was actually my nan was quite conscious and like it was very obvious that it was good to be thin right Okay. Um, mm, those messages early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, I we we probably spent most time with them from a, the early eighties. We moved from England to Australia, and I do remember my nan would add bran to her cereal, and they used <laughs> skim milk. Yeah, right. Which my grandfather <laughs> oh, used to bran and skim milk. Not so a... bad. And like <laughs> fruit, like cut up fruit, which is juicy, then with bran on it, and then with skim milk. Mm. Disgusting. That's a weird. That's really not. I shouldn't yuck anyone else's yum, but I don't think that was yum. No, no, probably not. And my grandfather was really—he was quite a—he was quite a protester. He loved—he loved food. He was a dairy technologist. He oh, lectured at at the uni, or well, it was not the uni; it was college. And he loved to experiment with food. Like he was a big one for how do we make this tastier? Yeah, cool. And then we've got my dad, their firstborn son, who is probably. Probably on the spectrum. Very plain eater. Right. Yeah. No it's nonsense. Not no just... nonsense. No no onion, no garlic, no mushrooms, no pasta, no like but was <laughs> like very low fun Oh my god. I, don't, I wonder if that was just a bit of a like yeah. I don't like this. Mm. No reason why. Just I don't mm. like it. So but very definite. And <laughs> so my mum's Irish and so she had a bit of diety sort of not really diety, but cautious. Be careful. Mm, Watch right. out for. Sure. So yes. there was a bit, but not a lot. And mm-hmm. so my mum would go overseas every year back to see everyone in Ireland. And my dad would be in charge. 
So when Dad's in charge, it was full fat milk. There was no margarine. It was butter. There was packets of Tim Tams, fillet steak, potatoes, peas and carrots. (laughs) (laughs) Repeat. Yeah, pretty much. Ham salad sandwich, you know, on whatever sort of bread. But, yeah, it was very, I don't know, they were always big on, I suppose, the quality. Mm. There wasn't a lot of um, lollies. Potato chips, yeah, they were. But like, yeah, it was interesting. Like, mm. I think about it, but yeah. So there are a few dietary influences, but broadly, I think it was probably a very safe household. Mm. But there was all the life being it ads. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, and you're all norm. genetically, naturally, all very pretty small, small people. Yeah. 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 My dad was a rugby player, so he's pretty stocky. Mm-hmm. My mum's pretty little. Like mm. she's always been little, really. Um. My brother's, yeah, he's pretty tall, pretty pretty lean, but he's probably a bit like my dad. And I, I don't know, probably a bit like a mix of all of them, I guess. But, yeah, so there wasn't really any um, uh, pressure to mm. be smaller, but there was definitely a bit of a it was like good, it was good to yeah. be smaller. Yep. And I probably thought that I, I, I'm pretty sure I thought if everyone just did what I did mm. or we did, they would be like us, like right. you know. Um, and I definitely got, pra- I got, I got praised at school for being small. So not just mm. thin, but small. Oh, interesting. Like it was cute, or you know, which is, I did it myself. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and when you look back at that, you think back about that sort of stuff. It's actually like, um, although I always had like a pretty, pretty good relationship with my body around food, eating, movement. I was not very body respecting as I got to teenage years in terms of alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs, sex. Like I just didn't look after my body or probably really, I don't know, I think, I don't know, maybe I thought it was like a bit bulletproof or mm. I don't know. So it wasn't like I was like, I've got to take good care of this. I don't know. I think that might be the disconcerting thing about being praised for something that you have no control over. <laughs> yeah. So how can I? How far can I push this? But yeah, like never really a dieter as such. But I, yeah, I don't think I ever was like really sort of that like confident or comfortable. Mm. I, I think yeah. I had a very outward view of my body. I yeah, didn't okay. necessarily have an embodied experience of it. Mm. And then, yeah, through, I don't know, through hospitality, through dietetics, uh, yeah, there was some things like, and you and I have talked about this before, that never really sort of made sense to me, this idea of being told what to eat by someone else. Like mm-hmm. that just, nah. And then I'm like, what have I signed up for this job for then? I genuinely went into dietetics because I'd done a degree where I didn't have a profession. I wasn't right. a thing. Yeah, okay. So like, I when went, I come out the other end of this tube, I'm going to be a dietitian. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to have this job and it's a title and you have a thing that you do. Wow. And I mean, like, I, hang on a minute, we all do this really differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was because I'd met my now husband and he was doing physio. Right. Oh, that health sounds good. I think. I don't know. Like I really, yeah, really wow. don't understand it. Totally. But, yeah, so and it would, I think really probably wasn't until I had my first child. And I could just see how innate her relationship with body mm. and food and eating was. And reading, it was really that, that starting to read the Ellen Satter stuff, Rick Kausman stuff, 
that I started to go, oh, hang on a second, bodies are just going to do what they're going to do. And if we mess around with them, it's not going to end up well. Gotcha. And then probably some point at that, you know, like your body, it's just the body you get. That's mm. it. Mm. You happen to be in a, you know, a time where a small body is like really validated yeah. and that's just good luck. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not actually something to congratulate yourself for and you do need to look after it. Mm. Being thin isn't actually being healthy. Yeah, that's right. It's not and actually really, protective. Yeah, honestly, I do. I was listening if, to mm. um, is it Louise Green. I think she's a big fit girl on Instagram. Right. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about it with her thinness. She was like using drugs. She yeah, was drinking. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. not getting any sleep. She was super yeah. stressed and she was getting all of this. Oh, yeah. Right up. And she goes, I am so much healthier now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, mentally, so. psychologically and physically. Yep. Metabolically, everything that works. Yeah. Um, but is in a bigger body than she was then. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it takes, like, you probably have, I don't know, I, I probably, I, sh- I won't say what anyone else does, but I probably had all of the moving parts in sort of separate <laughs> areas and it took quite a while for them to come together. Mm. And it, in a way, just so thankful that it was probably in time for me to really parent from mm. a place of very confidently, yeah, you got this body and... It doesn't mean you're better than worse than anyone else. No, and that's you, right. Yeah, and yeah. you take care of it and you rest and you eat and you move and you, you know, you sleep and you shower and you do all the things. But, yeah, you know, it's it's a lifelong process, hmm. I think. Yeah. And I probably was very fortunate along the way that I don't have the temperament mm, to the have genetic predisposition. Like, restricted yeah. at all. Yeah. Like I, I thought I was being healthy. I think I remember like one brief moment at school eating summer rolls <laughs> they are confectionery they're nougat right yeah, in nougat, chocolate, right and chocolate coconut. coconut i know anyway so, so healthy clearly i was always destined to be a dietitian um but yeah i think you know it's yeah right, it's so an you, ongoing you, process can you think of any other sort of like those moments that go wow that that's that sticky like a sticky negative thought or sticky positive thought or a um, sticky I have a few, I book it to yeah, me, but I've yeah, got a yeah. few and I think that it's interesting Do you know what, what sticks. I, I, I remember a few years ago being quite aware that I was, this is going to sound ridiculous, really quite comfortable walking along the beach in a bikini. Right. right? And I would have been over 40. Mm. So it was, it's in the last, it's in the last 10 years. So, you know, have mm. had three children, you know, there's no visible abs, like, you know, <laughs> breastfed three of them, you know, like the boobs, I mean, they were never, you know, boobalicious anyway. <laughs> but, you know, like cellulite bomb, like Garen, 100, you know, mm. totally get very small body and, you know, all of that privilege. But just the reflection that I would not have been mm. as a teenager. Yeah. Where yeah. I would have worn a T-shirt. I would have worn a, you know, I would have had a towel wrapped sarong. around me. Yeah, absolutely. And just how, you know, I guess how grateful I was that mm. I'm like, I just don't care. Yeah. I'm just here. This is the beach. I'm in my cozy. Yeah. Um, I'm not and looking at anyone else with a critical no. eye. And if they're looking with a critical eye, that's like, their problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look away. But that's what I just love, actually, that's something I've noticed a few summers we've, um, we've been down the south coast is just the width, breadth, variety, variation of bodies yep. in cozies. Yeah. Just I think the local pool. 
Yeah. Um, when I, well, still now, but particularly when I used to do a bit more swimming, um, all bodies in cozies and yep. just doing the thing yep. and zero and judgment. Yep. Yep. Um, it was a very, yeah, it was a very cool yeah. place actually. I know too that I've had a couple of times where I've had people like find out I'm a dietitian and say, oh, I need to come and see you. Mm. And genuinely I've gone, why? <laughs> and and they've, <laughs> no, yeah. and they've gone, oh, well, like I need to lose weight. And I'm like, and, and like I've just been so taken aback because mm. they just look so normal and mm. they have seemed so fine yeah and it just remind just you know the inside and outside so uh, we can't we cannot know what's just, going on in someone's yeah, head you just all. don't know so mm. so yeah you know I think I've probably been very fortunate and I've had you know probably like a much lighter version of mm. um yeah diet trauma but, yeah, it's been something I've been conscious of and I'm really, really intentional about just not letting it in. Yeah. Not letting it into the house. No, my three my three girls will not. <laughs> and I think that. what's, like, good to acknowledge, it doesn't mean that you never have a, a thought. Oh, no. Or a negative thought. Never, it doesn't yeah. mean you never have an insecure moment yeah, on the yeah, beach yeah. of, oh, but these go, oh, that's no. right. I yeah. don't do that. Yeah. I don't buy into that. I'm doing my thing. And like you know, like I said, 51. Like you go, you're just like we're now in the third weird stage of <laughs> woman life and perimenopause. Mm. And you do have your body does change. You're like, oh, right, okay. So that's what's happening now. Mm. Good oh. And it's yeah, it's definitely. Um, I think that ability to be able to go. All right, well, just stay the course, you know. Yeah. Like it's yeah. you still you still eat, you still move, you you know maybe some things feel a bit different now, or you know some things don't agree with you like they used to. So you're like, all right, that's not what my body needs anymore. I'll yeah. do it differently <clears throat> now. Yeah. So but I'm looking to external things. How am I supposed to do this right? Or oh, oh hang on a minute, this yeah, is doing. Yeah, how yeah. do I stop that from happening? Because yeah, be yeah, that. absolutely. So Ooh. and there is that pressure. Mm. There's a new like. I've, I don't know if I'm just aware of it because I'm at that age, but this idea of not gaining perimenopausal weight around yeah. your tummy. Like, oh, hang on a second. This what? is the thing that's happening to all of the perimenopausal women. Why are we pathologizing Yeah, this? yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Why can we not trust that maybe it's actually what your body needs to do at this point in your life? Mm. Yeah. Because if it's happening to the majority of people without really any sort of intentional thing driving it, probably normal mm. and maybe actually helpful and maybe like we've talked about before with the um look at where you want to go not at what you're trying to avoid yeah, yeah, all yeah. of the attention on trying to avoid it actually yeah. most likely actually backfires yeah, with yeah. increased disconnection yep. increased use of food waste yeah, cycling increased yeah. weight from baseline all that stuff yep um if yeah. it was just let to be yeah and, and also like that it's a it's a season mm. You know that that will change as well. Yeah. You know, and like you know, when we work, both of us have worked in aged care. Mm. We see like very old people, and that weight loss is unintentional. Yeah. It is plummeting down. I and mean, if you've got a bit of a baseline to come from, <laughs> that's right. You probably do better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Exactly. So. Cool. So yeah, 
I don't know, not too many disasters in my story, but no. some moments where, you know, like there was definitely um, vulnerabilities mm. there. But also some protective factors in there I, as well. Yeah, and probably the biggest protective factor, you know, is probably being in a fairly small body to mm. start with. But also like my, I guess like my mum, my mum was no dieter. She was a bit like, you know, just be careful because, you know, no, 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 you'll put on weight later. But so she was never a dieter and my dad was absolutely not a yeah, dieter. And I, yeah. my dad would have not, like he would turn blue before he, you know, he'd be more likely to you know, sprout blue flowers out of his ears than comment on the weight, shape or size of your body. Yeah, good. You know, that's like that's good. just, yeah. why would you do that? Would He would just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like I think that was, a, that's a very important um protective factor yeah for sure yeah that's really interesting um because that's and again i'm not going to trash anyone um, (laughs) on the podcast but yeah let's talk about you mate (laughs) (laughs) Uh so i think mine's been a little bit bumpier um and again lots of protective factors yeah my mum didn't diet as we were growing up um Mm -hmm. certainly double more in the sort of perimenopause menopause stage but by then i was on my own non-diet sort of pathway yep um but I certainly dabbled a little bit. So I am one of, like, there's a lot of kids in my family, I'm one of five, and I had quite a different body shape to my sisters. Right. They're all taller than me, they're all leaner than me. So that comparison coming yeah. from me right. um, was pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and there were certainly a few comments. Some of them meant supportively. Like I remember one time, I was about year five, um, or doing sort of backward walkovers in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, obviously meaning it to be supportive, said something about, like, I know you can be insecure about your tummy, um, but that's what helps you do your backward walkovers. Right. So meant to be strong really strong, strong core, this is great. <laughs> but for me it was just like, oh, he's also noticed my little tummy. Because I've always just had this, right. that's just the way my shape is and yeah, has yeah. always been yep. um so that sticks in my brain I don't think it did anything negative at the time but I still remember like covering my those. oh I've got a photo of me in in gymnastics year five I remember the school I was at so it's year five and six and I've covered like I can, if you look I've got my hands across my tummy Aww. little Maggie you're little okay <laughs> but again I think it's so much was just the we just compare with the people around us yes. and I just happen to be not big, but the bigger body in my yeah, yeah. family. Right. Um, so that was so. There's a bit of that. So was that, that was a bit. I was a bit unsettled yeah. in my body. Obviously, quite young. Yeah. Mum um, was like a very sort of a bit of an adventurous cook, so she was often trying new ingredients, and I was often yeah. hanging out in the kitchen with her. And there wasn't she wasn't dieting, wasn't diety yeah. talk. I think there were scales in the bathroom, but I never hopped on them. Like yes. never remember that. I never saw my parents on them. That was never a thing. Yeah. Um, and then I remember. A couple of times getting in trouble for sort of sneaking food right. <laughs> and the shame um, that popped on that. But, again, I'm not sure it was connected. I think on reflection I can think maybe they were worried about my body, but it wasn't really what I thought about at the yeah, time. You just, um, yeah, I think later on I might have projecting. Just getting in trouble. Just getting in trouble for, you know, sneaky food. But five kids, well, I, was, I was eating more food. Yes. <laughs> um, but things went a bit south. In like year eight, year nine, Whoa, from me, that's the time. Developed big, lots of stretch marks on my breasts, like quite big stretch yeah, marks on my right. hips. Like I was got very curvy very quickly. Yeah. Um, and I remember like 
crying. Oh, I know. Poor Maggie. Oh, I know. <laughs> in the in the change room. These are things that stick in your head, right? Yeah. In the change room, in bras and things at Chatswood, Chase West, at Chatswood Westfield. Yeah. I'm um, trying on a maroon one piece and just hating what I saw. Oh. Just hating it. This is oh. pre-social media, right? Like I feel so much for teenagers now because oh. we didn't have magazines in the house my dad was that's trash yeah, we didn't we yeah. only watched like abc like we were like you're not watching home and away you're not my, my parents <laughs> like no yeah, we, don't. we only watched like yeah. you know same like the bill and yeah. like we did it like, I, I don't know where this was seeping in yeah um for me to have such a picture in my head of what yeah. i should have been and found myself so lacking so i remember that um very clearly um, and I imagine pretty, pretty connected to that. I did like, I didn't do diets. I didn't really know what a diet would be, yeah. but I do like really weird things like, I'm not eating chocolate for a year. Um, and yeah. I did it. Like, I think year 11, I didn't eat chocolate for do you a know whole what, year. Though? <laughs> that dedication and that bloody mindedness, you're going to cook every recipe in the recipe. I am. I know, chocolate. right? <laughs> Whereas I would go, I'm not going to eat chocolate for a year. Oh, I actually really like that. <laughs> I would go three days. Well, oh. the other one I did, I didn't eat macas for a year. But, like, we didn't even have macas very often. Like, I don't know what I thought it was doing. Like, right. but those are the two things. Yes. Um, and it's like, this is dead. high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so weird, the things that are in your, yes. in your brain. Yes. Um, and I just find so interesting now, like, again, I like you. I can be pretty, I'm very comfortable on, yeah. on the beach in my cozy, even though yeah. I've got, like, more stretch marks now and I'm bigger now and I'm yeah. drippier now and I'm, like, whatever. But I'm just, like, just not. I'm here for I'm, the beach. I'm in, yeah. I'm in behind my yeah. eyes now yes. um, as opposed to worrying about what everyone else yeah. is seeing. Yeah. I'm in. Um, and so, look, I'm, again, lucky. Obviously, I don't have the genetic predisposition for yeah. developing a pretty awful eating disorder. Yeah. Um, I did dabble a little bit in some yucky behaviours, um, but they just never stuck. Yeah. Um, again, I don't so have that. Fortunate. So fortunate. Um, and so... Yeah, it was pretty fraught. And I don't think going into dietetics had anything to do with that. I think by the time um, my decision to go and do dietetics was much more <laughs> around wanting to be a sports dietitian, pretty much I just work with athletes like right. the Wallabies and the Swans would have been great. Right. Uh, it was more about having crushes on oh, that's so sports funny. people. Did I ever um, tell you this is an aside? I love an aside. Um, so when I was wanting to be a dietitian it was about the do you remember super league and yeah, yeah, league yeah. Decided, yeah 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 i wasn't really so, into league yeah but. yeah i was a western suburbs <laughs> chick, so um, i'm sorry it's the union did I you know, not go to a private school well, <laughs> the thing is i grew up in a rugby and cricket household oh, so right. you know, yeah. i should have been more into that <laughs> but i remember shadowing um was it fiona pelly the sports dietitian. She was the Panthers. Oh, cool. Dietitian. And she was doing all their skin folds. Oh, wow. So I'm like right up close. Yeah, right. well, right I read an article there. about the dietitian oh, for the goodness. swans. This is literally the day I was using my UAC. I was filling yep. in my UAC preferences. I'd never thought about being a dietitian. And I got so sick of figuring out what I wanted to do. I was thinking about OT. I really didn't know. So you were um, definitely health. It was I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Something fancy. Um, and I literally, I remember sitting, I was sitting um, in the like little room in the library and I threw the yoke guide across the room. I said, I don't know. And I just picked up the paper. Yeah. Um, because I was into the city swans at the time. I reading the sports section and it had a profile on their dietitian. No, and a photo of her cooking with, I don't know, her <gasps> cooking with one of the players. And I was like, that sounds like an amazing job. I had a little read about what she was doing. And she was doing I was like, that's what I want to do. So I did exercise science and nutrition double degree. That's why I ended up at Wollongong because right. it was the only place because in Sydney, dietetics yeah. was done at Sydney and 
the sports the um, exercise science was done at Cumberland. You couldn't yeah, combine yeah, them. Yeah. Um, Wollongong was the only place you could combine them at the time. Oh. Um, and so I started with a dual major of exercise science and nutrition. And then about a, two years in, like I did exercise physiology, I did exercise prescription, Ooh. all this stuff, loved it. Um, but then about two years and I was like, Finding out new things, people. I, I did not know this. <laughs> didn't know this. Did not know um, this. I yeah. So I um, switched out of it at the end of second year to just do the yeah. dietetics. Just do the dietetics for year undergrad um, degree. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of it was having a little bit of a crisis of oh, this degree could really help solve world hunger. I could go overseas and work oh. in a developing country and like help like wow. provide with food provision. It was like I actually want to help. Yeah. Like people who need help yeah. um, more than I want to help sports stars. Even though in my year 12 profile, you know your book, like your yeah. yearbook, my little thing, and I won't quote it right, so something like become the Wallaby's dietitian and marry Ben Tune, who was <laughs> a Wallaby winger at the time. <laughs> ben Tune, if you're listening, she's not available. <laughs> so, yeah, that so it's so funny. That's my little like pre right. stuff, and it, it lingered a bit. So yeah. I didn't really, I had some discomfort with the, hierarchy of bodies and the way that people with large bodies were treated in healthcare. Yeah. And I had a, like, I remember, it's horrendous, I won't go into the details, but there's a really awful incident on one of the wards where a doctor in front of a whole lot of people just absolutely body shamed this poor woman who'd obviously just been through surgery and it was just, I was horrified. And I couldn't quite put your finger on Put my finger on exactly what the problem was. Yep. Well, the fact she was treated badly, but it went deeper than that. This yep. is a doctor in a hospital for, with a patient yep. Yep. being massive treated. Power. Massive yeah, power and banner. I don't think it was even his patient. Anyway, um, so there was a lot of discomfort around that, but there was no alternative. Yeah. But the alternative was, well, my help, well, I can kindly help make people smaller. Yeah. And yeah, a part yeah. of our job in the hospital was sometimes to put people on these horrendous OptiFast diets and yes. get them to a certain weight so they could have the surgery. Like yep. all of that was, but it was swirly and yucky. Yeah. Um, yep. And it really wasn't until... After my first child, again, yeah. a little bit like you of, oh, how am I going to feed my kid? Yeah. What's out there? Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing for me was actually when I started my private practice, I was like, oh, am I going to just have to, and this is lots of inverted commas, just do weight loss. Yes. That'll be really boring. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I better find out what's new. I better find out what's happening. I don't really do weight loss in the hospital system. Yeah, yeah. What's going on in the weight loss world for dietitians? Exactly what people, if that's you're a what dietitian. You think. And that's what I thought. Yeah. And when we had the horrible dietitian come and speak to us at uni, um, she literally said something along the lines of your body's your business card. Oh, no one's yeah. going to send you send clients to you if you're bigger. Oh, and I was just like, I want to slap Did you. Did she have um, And I didn't know let's why I was names. so uncomfortable. Did we'll she talk wear after. a uh, navy dress and a bunch, like a big thick gold chain? Just putting her initials down on my book. Oh, no. I oh, had different. a different one. Interesting. identical. Yeah, awful. If you, I got the, we got the, you're worth your weight in gold, which oh. made me chuckle because I looked around the room, we're all quite small. small. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. But we had some larger, um, we had a couple larger people in our course and I remember just thinking, what? And this is before I had any idea. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, I, so in that was why I got to, well, I better find out what's happening in weight loss and probably had a little bit of a, oh, I might need to get a bit thinner. Like I might right. need to do the lose or loss 5K nonsense. Like that was yeah. all still cruising yeah. around. Like this is it's 14 years ago now, but yeah. still but doesn't feel like that yeah. long ago. Um, and so in going, oh, I better find out what's new in weight loss, that actually I hooked then hooked yes. into – Rick Casper's stuff, Fiona, yeah. like Fiona Stubble and um, the Mindful Dietitian. Yeah. Like I was like, 
oh, there's this whole thing called the non-diet approach, yeah. this whole what? And yeah. I remember being really defensive initially and going, that can't be right. No way. Right. Like it really grated up against yeah, these assumptions yeah, yeah. I still had around we can help make bigger people, smaller people safely and effectively because we're yes. dietitians. We don't put people on diets. We do lifestyle change. <laughs> like, but I was it's in that like little – fad diets. That's we don't do problem. fad diets. I'm not going to put you in the cabbage diet, but I might get you counting your healthy. almonds. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, so it was actually in going, okay, I actually can't just – I'm not allowed to. If I want to genuinely be evidence-based and I want to have intellectual honesty – I need to investigate this properly. Yeah. I can't just be like, no, no, that can't be right because that's not what I think. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, so I went reading. I went into the research. I went into listening to yes. stuff and, well, the rest is history. The rest is um, indeed history. And so, yeah, I had a little bit of a fence-sitting time and yeah. what was really kind of cool is I was doing this learning while already in private practice yes. um, and my clients, so many of them beautifully came along with me, Yeah, um, which was really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was thinking, it's funny, I was thinking the other day about the idea, like, you know, people not really knowing what dietitians do. Totally. You know, and even our professional body probably doesn't <laughs> really get what dietitians do, other health professionals, like yeah. even some of the really great psychologists don't know what we no. do. There is this idea still that it is education and yeah. it's information transfer. Yes. And it's not. It's not because it's it, everyone has Google. We, we If it was heal, just about giving yeah. information, yeah. then it wouldn't. Yeah, people heal in relationship and that's mm. what you just described was your clients came along with you. Yeah. They were in relationship. They had a therapeutic alliance yes. with you. They and as I you. was learning yeah. and going, hey, I used to think this, here's the research around it. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm learning now. Yeah. Does the, and, and the thing is, and I think why it was so um, such a good learning for me, yeah. and, again, I was sort of had a little bit of supervision at the time reflecting on things, is um, the new way is what actually reflected their experience yeah. and what then actually gave them yeah. the freedom of peace yeah. to do um, to actually make sustainable long-term yeah. changes in their mindset and in their fact that it would often flow onto behaviours in a really non-judgmental and curious experimental yeah. way, um, it just aligned yeah. so well. It's funny, I'm just, as you're talking about that, I was sort of thinking about like at the same time as I was finding, I was doing introducing solids with Grace mm. and like, you know, she just didn't like some stuff, you know, and I was like, oh, my like, I'm a dietitian and my child yeah. won't eat curate pumpkin. And so it was, it was orange things. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, all right. But, yeah, so I was reading Ellen Satter's stuff mm. about like and and some st I was also starting to do a bit of yoga, oddly oh. enough, which is very much about present moment awareness mm. and, you know, tuning into. So it was like a couple of things sort of coming together yeah. as like your body is talking to you yeah Your body yes. is telling you stuff totally um and i think that reconnection and there look there was a risk particularly with me um there was certainly a risk because as i discovered mindful eating and realized how much like just habitual eating or um finish your plate yeah, like those sort of in yeah, those yeah. beliefs and experiences of you know we don't do food waste starving children in africa clean yeah, your plate yeah, which was yeah. my upbringing how much that had disconnected me from mm -hmm. my eating and i was often eating 
not because I wanted to, but because I had to finish my plate or because I was bored or whatever. Yep. And so I actually had a bit of body change when I first right. started doing that. And I so quick, so easily could have become one of those mindful eating for weight loss because yeah. it worked for me. Ditch but the actually, diet, drop the weight. Yes, right. Um, and do that, like the mindful eating diet of I only yep. eat when I'm hungry and I always stop when I'm full. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, I think, stop there and get stuck there and yes. think that that's the yep. inevitable outcome. But it's just not actually what it's all about. No, it's really. <laughs> um, the experience yeah. is so much better of it being just peaceful and calm yes. and just not having food on my mind. So here's ever. a question. How, um, how able have you been to convince your family of? <laughs> oh. Oh, look, mixed bag, actually. Yeah. You know, my sister, like, really, you know, they kind of get it or get like a little bit. I don't know if they yeah. listen to my podcast. This might be new. We'll see. Um, a little bit. I think on, the, I think on one hand, part of the problem um, was aligned with a bit of body change when I was experimenting oh, with listening to my body. For the first time, they'd see me like not finish my dessert, yeah. which is like unheard of because yeah. we all finish our dessert. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm really just this is no longer enjoyable. Yes. This is a pleasure food. I just want to stop now. Total it's calmness. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm, I'm skipping that this time because I just don't like it. Yeah. I'm not feeling pressured. I'm now aware of all these different moving parts uh-huh. in my eating. Um, I think reinforced the idea that I was actually on a diet. Right. It when I was like the least dieting in my brain has ever oh been. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, I mean, that's, again, a long time ago. That's yeah. going back at least 10 years. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know. That's yeah. a good question. Um, I mean, we know I haven't convinced my mum. So no, and look, my <laughs> dad has very strong weight bias views. Yeah. Um, which, um, yeah. Again, he yeah. doesn't tend to. We all run interference <laughs> for yeah, our kids, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and he look. He, again, I think he has an awareness of the harms it can do, particularly for girls. Yeah. Less so for. Yeah. But yeah. So it's still messy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I guess it doesn't sway. Like I'm so solid yes. that it doesn't sway me at all and no. I feel really comfortable. That's yes. not how we talk about food in our house. Or no, yeah. they don't have to finish that to have that. Yes. That's not how we do food in our house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's given me a real grounding to know how to navigate those spaces. Yeah. Right. I can't change. You can't necessarily change other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully this is, again, what our course will do. And I often talk to clients about it's kind of this two-pronged approach. Yes, we, and this is a part of what we're doing in our podcast and whatever, we want to help change the culture so it is safer for people who yes. are at risk of eating disorders or just going to be using up so much headspace thinking about this stuff. We want to change the culture and make it better. And the culture is what it is. Yeah. And we've really got to build resilience. Yes. We've got to do so much internal building of resilience yeah. and creating safe places. So our kids are resilient yeah. because, unfortunately... Like if you look at the messages that we send back and forth to each other, either <laughs> on Instagram or Messenger, it's like, oh, ah, have you seen this one? Bloody hell, this is terrible. And now there's another one. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah. It was just like you get one so and then it, another one comes up. So, And I think that's really, and we're probably going a bit long, but we will wrap up, but it just made, it made me think of um, when people think that the way to make their kids eat healthy is to clear their house out of all the yeah, chocolate, clear their house yeah, out of all, yeah. the junk, all the junk food in inverted commas. Um, no, no, your kids are going to go out into the world where all that food exists. Absolutely. We have to actually teach them to swim. Like We have to teach them to interact yes. with that food in a calm and yes. contained and safe way yeah. um, because they're going to, yeah, the whack- they're going to be whack a mole yeah, as well. Yeah, they So are. avoidance is actually not going to help. No, that's right. We need to, yeah, give them yeah. the skills. Yeah. So that was so, a long one today. Long one. We just so, noticed that went you know, about twice as long as we normally go, but 
We do like talking. This is who we are. That's so right. Our, um, what day is it going to, this is going to be. This should come this out on out. Thursday. This should be, oh, should be, in theory, this will be the 3rd of August, which means the doors for our course are open. Yeah. So you can. It means it's all written. Check it Ooh. out on <laughs> megansusan.co. You'll find it on our homepage or if, which I think is a link under my face. Yeah, scroll um, down. There's a bit of online course. Yeah. Click here. Bit. Or I think you should be able to go directly to it for megansusan.co slash NDW for yeah. non-diet way. Yeah. And we'll put yeah. a link in the show notes and we will put a link to you on our social media yes. so um, you will be able to find it, I am sure. We will not hide it from you. We will not. <laughs> um, and we are going to take a little break from potting for the rest of August so we can, because we're doing, part of our course is every Thursday night we're actually going to be doing a live. That's right. Um, a live chat where people can come and have questions and answers and see how they're going working in that week's um, course material. And so we will not be releasing um, podcasts for the next four weeks, but then we will be back for season two um, in the 7th of September. I've got my diary. And... We'll have some guests. Yeah, we We're think we might see them too. We might have some guests and ask chats. other people their stories. Yes. Um, and But if you still have questions or ideas or anything like that, please send them in. Find us online. You Excellent. know where. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> All right. Have a great ah, well, it's afternoon for us. Have a great afternoon, Susan. Thank you. <laughs> I will. Thank see you later. Bye.